You're listening to the Changing Lives Podcast, where we talk with health professionals, industry experts, and everyday heroes, changing lives on the front lines through emergency healthcare. I'm Ben Cleaver. And I'm Tim Buxton. Welcome to the podcast. Today in this episode, we have Caleb Love. Now, he's a local Gold Coast paramedic who came into the studio And not only is he a paramedic, he is a passionate trainer and the founding entrepreneurial owner of Mr. Paramedic. Now, this is a a company that runs throughout Australia and actually partners with Australian Paramedical College to take on students for placements. Yeah. uh, Speaking of which, he tells a a pretty hard to believe story. Uh, comical and frightening at the same time about one of these placement experiences that happened in Victoria pre-COVID, uh, which is definitely worth the price of mission today, Tim. Definitely. Um, and, and also, I mean, Caleb is just, for me, as a first aid trainer and somebody who loves to inspire people uh, about these life-saving skills, you know, of not only first aid, but, you know, emergency response. So his shows that his care... Uh, about his role and what he's on about has led his him into so many different areas, mm. uh, both from training to supplies uh, to training up, obviously new students. And Caleb is just giving value into not only communities but this industry, uh, using that entrepreneurial spirit, not having any business training, uh, which is just inspiring. And it also shows that there isn't just one career here for those people who want have a passion for paramedics emergency healthcare. There isn't just one lifestyle. Um, Caleb shows that you can kind of, you can diversify, you can train and use your passion in so many different areas uh, in this industry. So it's a very inspiring uh, talk with Caleb and uh, we can't wait to bring you this interview. Yeah. So let's go to our interview with Caleb Love. So it was a real life case where I um, attended and it was um, an overdose uh, and there was a young person on on the scene. Uh, Now, I, after that job, it was very emotional and things like this and I just had a bit of a a think and how could that have been prevented if it it could have been prevented. And um, that's where the idea behind these incursions come from. So we teach kids as young as two years old uh, how to recognise an emergency, uh, how to get an ambulance to them. So we have pretend iPhones and they call triple zero. And we do it in a very fun and interactive way um, with a big teddy bear called Pablo the paramedic. So yeah, they, um, they, they get a lot out of it, the kids, even if it's the basics of um, turning each other over into the recovery position. So e- even that is better than than, you know, doing nothing. Well, Caleb, thanks so much for coming into the studio. Thanks for coming on the Changing Lives podcast. Yeah, thanks. Um, thanks for inviting me, Tim um, and Ben. Um, I'm very excited and honoured um, to be chatting with you guys today. Yeah, that's great. You know, we sh- well, I, don't, I don't know whether to call you Caleb or Mr. Paramedic. <laughs> Um, and we'll get we'll get into that, but you are a paramedic. You're also a trainer, um, entrepreneur, and a family man. Uh, all of those things really, uh, you know, from the short time I've I've known you, have really kind of come through. And I think we'll, it'd be really great to kind of hit on a lot of those um, aspects of who you are and, and the great work that you're doing here on the Gold Coast. It's great to have a, a local Gold Coast person. And the funny thing is, is as I drive to wor- work in the studio. I actually drive past one of your uh, Mr. Paramedic ambulances on the side of the road. So I kind of... Yep. We're neighbours. Yeah, we are. We're neighbours. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's great to have you in. And you've been pretty busy of late. Yeah. You have a young family. And in fact, just uh, in the last month, you've had a new addition. Yes, that's right. Um, got a one-month-old. Uh, Atticus is his name. So he's um, the youngest now of three. I've got three young boys. Uh, mm. So Rafferty is six, Emerson's four, and Atticus is, yeah, one month old. Well, so, mate, you remembered all the names. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that took a little bit of um, yeah. remembering there. Um, but it's yeah. a bit early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah, it? yeah. But um, very, yeah, very excited, exciting times um, uh, in the Love family. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so good. Um, well, thanks for, I know it sounds like you're really busy, so to be able to come on in here and, and give us some of that time, we appreciate it. Um, I'd love to just kind of talk about really from the get-go where it all began for you. Um, you Pretty pretty young on, you were pretty keen uh, yeah. to pursue a paramedic career. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I um, Back in year 12, year 11, year 12, uh, I had a real um, enjoyment out of studying biology mm. and um, re- was really interested in the body. So it just really fascinated me how what the body can do and how it can adapt, you know, certain things happen, like if it gets a bite or a sting and sort of how the body does what it does. Um, and, yeah, just I got a really good marks in biology. Um, I wasn't an academic. Um, I found it hard to focus, um, which is why being a paramedic is actually very suitable for me because I do have a lot of variety in my mm. job. Um, but, yeah, back in year 11 and 12, I really wanted to be a paramedic back then. Uh, my careers advisor was it was a small country town in Victoria and they advised that um, I was too young, essentially. Mm. So too young to go straight into that sort of career without having life experience. So they recommended that I do nursing. Um, nursing wasn't something that I wanted to do at the time, um, but essentially had a chat with my mum and everything like that and a few other people, and they just said it would be a good sort of base to sort of, you know, a good foundation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so went into doing nursing. I was not a big fan of nursing um, and still when it, whilst I was doing those duties, would look out the window on the ward and look at the paramedics coming in and be like, oh, wow. I just want to be there. You know, I just, I just want to do that job. Um, and then luckily there was a, in Victoria there, there was a, a degree that I could transfer over to. So it was called um, Nursing Pathway to Paramedics. Oh, and yeah. it was a one year conversion course and it allowed, it was only for registered nurses and it allowed me to um, do one year of back at uni and then able to um, essentially have two two degrees that way. Mm-hmm. And then I, yes, started my um, career as a paramedic in 2010 at um, a country town called Kyneton. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And you mentioned that you had this, this desire to be a paramedic. What do you think it was? About you as a teenage boy that wanted to, uh, I think it was. I think it was just, yeah, it was not monotonous. So it it um it was different. Every day was different. I'd be I, I'd go to I go I still go to work now not knowing what I'm going to do. Yeah, and uh, that you know that really suits my personality. because mm-hmm. um, you know we're essentially we're not a master of anything we do as paramedics, um, but we do have to manage a lot of things like. For example, we'll be going to people that have fainted and we've got to work out, you know, that particular heart rhythm. And, you know, I'm not a cardiologist, but I'll do my best in that, at that time to try and work out what's going on and, um, and get them to hospital. Mm. So the variety. And then the next job might be, you know, a pregnancy. So it might be someone in labour. So that variety is what drew me to it mm. and the fascination with the body as well. Mm. Yeah, okay. Mm. Like... From being told, you know, you're too young and, and, and maybe your, your, your dreams squelched a little bit there to finally becoming one, what did it feel like? How, how, what was that moment where you, you got your gig as a paramedic? What, what was yeah, going through your I, mind? The, I was very proud, yeah. essentially. Um, at the time, I remember my first day putting on a uniform uh, and, yeah, just looking in the mirror and, and feeling like, yeah, this is it. You know, this is, this is, where, this is where I'm meant to be. Um, and I was keen as mustard, you know, yeah. the, whatever duties you could tell me to do when I was, you know, in my grad year, I would do them, you know, I'd wash the car three times in the day if they wanted me to, yeah. just wanted to be there and wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, such a rewarding job, isn't it? And a, yeah. a, a, a career that. Yeah. And that's another important, important note, um, thing you bring up there, like, um, you can make a difference as well. Yeah. So there is lots of jobs out there. Um, this one suits me because I know I can um, make a difference and make an impact in someone's life at a time when they're quite vulnerable, Yeah, essentially. Mm. 
What I loved uh, about you know, prepping for this interview and hearing some of your stories, w- were those stories, the impactful stories, which we'll, we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but you've got an interesting pathway in your career now. You're an entrepreneur as well, and you've built in the skills of you know, having a love for paramedicine and your experience in paramedicine uh, into the business world as well. Yes. And, and yep. training first aid and emergency, obviously, and as Mr. Paramedic. Yep. Um, what was it that sparked that? Uh, so I remember in my grad year, my wife did a first aid course in uh, Victoria, and I was so keen that night to have a chat with her and see what she learned. And um, so we had a we had a long chat. I was asking her questions, you know, some technical questions yep. like, "Do you, so what's VF or ventricular fibrillation?" And uh, she was like, "I don't know." And uh, and I was like, are you, "Are you sure?" Like, and then I'd ask her a couple of other questions here and there. You did go to the first aid course. Yeah, right? I was like, "You did attend, didn't you?" And she said, "Yeah." She was like, "Oh, they just sort of I, I don't remember and stuff." So I was sort of was filling in the blanks for her, and um, and. She told me, oh, you're pretty good at sort of explaining things and stuff like mm. that. And, and I do get a lot of enjoyment out of it as well um, because I find the body very fascinating. Mm. Um, didn't think much of it from there until we moved up to North Queensland. And mm. and uh, and then there was an opportunity that came up up there uh, where my um, sister runs two swim schools and she asked me to train her staff. And that's essentially where Mr. Paramedic was born. Wow. Um, now I do get a lot of um, a lot of uh, beef from a lot of people, a lot of other fellow paramedics about the name Mr. Paramedic. So Mr. Paramedic is an entity; it's not a person, so it's yes. not me. It's not you. And um, but yeah, people that want to get under my skin, mates and things like that, will call me Mr. Paramedic. Yeah. So mm. I'll just run with it, and whatever they want to say. <laughs> it strikes me you've got a number of. Um, like showbiz names. I mean, Caleb Love is like, I don't know if you designed that one. <laughs> yeah. You've, yeah. Cha- you've changed your name, haven't you? <laughs> no, Because that's no. perfect for showbiz. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, there's a funny story with my um, last name. Uh, so I'm the youngest of eight uh, eight kids. Yeah, wow. And um, my mum, obviously, uh, she, she, apparently I was the only one born early in the morning. So there's a theory there that mum held on till midnight. I think I was born at, born at 1 a.m. So there's a theory that mum held on till um, midnight just so I could be born on Valentine's Day. Um, so I was actually born on Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, no. My last name's Love. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, copped a lot of beef for that one as well when I was growing up. But, right. yeah, that's that's true. You're <laughs> destined to be a heartthrob, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A heartbreaker, real, real maybe. Like, real heart, Cupid, yeah. Heartbreaker. <laughs> Oh, well, that, that the kind of personality <laughs> that you, you are, though, I mean, you have to share your birthday with, you know, making sure your wife feels pretty special too, right? Um, no, or, we celebrate that on the 15th. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you, good job. Classic. Come hey, actually, we celebrate our Valentine's Day on the 10th. It's, it's kind of like a rebellious thing. I like to, like, yeah. not do it on the 14th oh, too with yeah. anybody else. That's because yeah. uh, that was the day we got engaged. So. Oh, very good. Close, close enough okay, to well, us. I feel a little left there out. There I go, actually mate. celebrate Valentine's with everyone else in <laughs> yeah. the pla- on the planet. Don't conform, Ben. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> Make up a reason why not to, I guess. Um, first aid courses. that And your wife going, not really learning anything. That was that kind of, and, and her then obviously sitting with you, talking through. and um, it's, I'm a first aid trainer. Uh, I, I ran a business in, in Brisbane. And soon realized that if I was going to get people to actually remember the the fundamentals and the basics and have a good time doing it, then I needed to make some some good quality resources and media up that was both engaging but informing yep. um, and design the learning environment to be such as well. Yep. Um, so I totally know. This, these are skills, right? These are yep. life skills yep. that everyone should know and we're talking about um, training people for an emergency situation. There's nothing more exciting yeah. than yeah. that. But when you go to a first aid course, it's not often what you get. Yeah, and that's that's exactly the um, where Mr. Paramedic essentially did come from was because obviously it was my sister that asked me to train her staff. Yeah, She obviously had seen that I was quite passionate about what I did uh, and had seen me previously you know how i talk with people and things like that 
and um and yeah, it, it derives from that passion. So yeah. someone if a trainer a trainer and assessor, there is lots of them around. Mm. Um, some have been doing it for a long time and maybe mm. you know are not sort of into it as much as what they used to have been. Um, so the idea with Mr. Paramedic is that you're going to be trained by a current paramedic. So and like we're probably going to bring up today, a lot of people enjoy certain stories of tying that in in real life real life experiences of certain jobs where mm. first aid can come in handy and it can actually be life-saving so i've mm. seen firsthand with people that do cpr and do with the correct technique and timing and or even use a defibrillator nice and early like as soon as you've used a defibrillator early you've automatically given that person um, that casualty an improved chance of surviving yeah so um, that's essentially where the where the it comes back from from the passion side of things. Mm. Oh. And you mentioned too that you know you grew up with one of eight children. You know you were yep. one of eight yep. kids, and you know family is really important to you. And even in launching your own business and realizing not only a need but it would also it also provided you an opportunity to kind of be be around your family as well. Not and you're continuing to to work as a, a casual paramedic as yep. well to stay in the game. I mean, can you yep. talk us through like yeah. how that really works in well yeah, with you yeah. as well? So it's essentially about I've created a lifestyle that is, suits my um, family. Mm. Um, so we chose to live here on the Gold Coast. Um, so we don't have any networks here. Um, I call the Gold Coast God's country, essentially. Mm. Um, Burley especially is an amazing, amazing spot. Um, just go down to the point if you've never seen it before. Yeah. It's amazing down there. Mm. Um, but so lifestyle-wise, it uh, for like I get, I'm able to work as a paramedic to keep my skills up because mm. now we're registered with APRA. We need mm. to do a certain amount of hours to keep your skills up. Mm. So I do um, many hours there to ensure my currency, um, and because I still really love the job. Um, mm. still really rewarding. It's a really rewarding job. Mm. Um, and then uh, the lifestyle-wise, I'm very involved with my kids' lives, so I'm able to do school drop-offs, school pickups, mm. and then do business during the middle of the day, um, take phone calls and return emails. And we do we do remote training now, so we can we send mannequins and things to sites, and then we can, because of what's happened with um, current circumstances with yeah. restrictions and things, um, we're able to do remote training that way. So oh, fantastic! Like yeah, over video, over stream. video yeah. stream. Yeah, so like over Zoom. So that's an example of you know how it sort of can, is able to suit like my lifestyle. Wow, and yeah. and you know because how important it is, you know, to to be in in your kids' lives. You you were saying it was just a, you saw your dad working so hard and and yeah, you're just inspired to kind of be able to be more available. Yeah, that's exactly right. So he, my um, my dad had a very um, he had a very strong work ethic. Yeah. So he worked very very hard. He, he would have had to work hard because he obviously got eight mm. mouths to feed. Um, don't know if we'd be able to do that now, but um, <laughs> but yeah, he was he were and I did I do have my. I get that from him, yeah. I believe. Um, but it's about also realizing being um, around in your kids' lives as well, and and being present um, when. So it's about having both essentially. So I actually get my boys involved with some aspects of Mr. Paramedic. Mm. So they're actually um, we've done a recent video with the student saves lives incursions that we yeah. run, and they've been in the classroom, and they're the ones that have done the demonstrations. How good is that? Uh, we've also got a video, um, like a YouTube page, and my boys are the actors in that. So they've um, emulated having an asthma attack or an anaphylactic attack or they've fallen off the roof and have got a head injury and a seizing on the ground. Um, so all these sorts of things, we did that together. How fun. Um, so, you know, I, I use that as a learning sort of moment for them as well mm. because they were always asking me you know dad i want to want some lego or i want this and that so i've used that where they can actually work and then at the end of that acting day they got some money to go to the shop and they got their lego so that was sort of uh i've tied that in with work essentially um and yeah the the videos came out very well um and a lot of people that you know, look on looking at the courses and things like that, you get a lot of enjoyment out of watching a little four year old 
you know, pretending to have a seizure. Mate, little paramedics in the making <laughs> yeah, you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They do all have move, a choice. All movie stars. Yeah, yeah. One or the other, right? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, that's 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 really good. Now you mentioned the um, the the safety, uh, child safety, the kids safety. In, in, yeah, in students save lives incursions. Yeah. Yep. Um, what? Where did that come from? Because it's something you've kind of launched. Because Mr. Paramedic, right, as, as a business, is not just a not just in training courses. You're providing equipment. You'd mentioned and, and yep. these innovative kind of courses. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's a little bit of a sad story where the these incursions were were generated from. So it's a real life case where I um, attended and it was um, an overdose, uh, and there was a young person on on the scene. Uh, now. I, after that job, it was very emotional and things like this. And I just had a bit of a, a, a think and how could that have been prevented if, if, it, if it could have been prevented. Mm. And um, that's where the idea behind these incursions come from. So we teach kids as young as two years old uh, how to recognise an emergency, uh, how to get an ambulance to them. So we have pretend iPhones and they call triple zero um, and we do it in a very fun and interactive way um, with a big teddy bear called Pablo, the paramedic. Mm. So, yeah, they um, they they get a lot out of it, the kids, even if it's the basics of um, turning a, each other over into the recovery position. So e- even that is better than than you know doing nothing. Right. Absolutely. So, what age are these students? So as young as two, and oh, wow. um, and up to grade six is the main main um, age groups that we facilitate mate that's just hearing you like so much synergy with what i where i wanted to go with my business as well the teaching we had these like uh, with heartbeat heroes little um yeah one hour programs that we used to go into primary schools yeah um to teach and it just strikes me that and what i love about that is that these these basics real basics turning someone over when mum or dad or a friend uh, you know, can't be woken up, turning one on their side. This, this is stuff that kids, you know, as as young as, you know, yeah. toddlers or whatever, mm. um, yeah, can actually learn to do that can be life-saving, calling triple zero. Yeah. This is not hard stuff. Yeah. Um, some adults don't know that yeah. stuff because yeah, yeah. it wasn't trained. Yeah, that's right. I've seen adults not know how to put people in the recovery position. No. And might be updating their first aid certificate for the last 10 years. And, yes. Um, I get surprised. <laughs> yeah. And not know why. Not yeah. know what basic yeah. why are we doing the stuff yeah. that we're doing. And that's just so great that you're mm. cementing that yeah. life saving knowledge to yeah. kids. Wow, as young as young as two. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible to watch them as well. And they get really involved and they um yeah, they have a lot of fun. So um yeah. What's really cool about what you're doing too, Caleb, is that you didn't have any business training. Not at all. Not and, at all. <laughs> so, and what the um, innovations that you're talking about are just are just things that you've come up with to go. How can I bring my passion? Yeah, and make uh, you know it sounds cheesy, but make the world a better place. Where can I grow this thing so that what I want to do teach people those life saving skills? Mm-hmm. Where are the holes here? You know, and you've yep. gone, hey. I need a kids course. Kids need to learn this stuff. I'm going to do this. Yeah. We often think about this entrepreneurial thing as like, you know, these guys that are, you know, you know, trained in business and and, and business high flyers, but really it's just people with a passion. Yeah. That are getting out there and doing what they do and it's awesome to think um too about uh, you know, students and people maybe wanting to go into this industry. Mm. Um that they have something to bring and you don't have to be a business person to actually, you know, start and and um, bring variety into your career training and stuff like that, particularly if you've got that passion, because yeah. it's it, it needs and you're you're a teacher. I mean, there's another skill being a teacher, and yeah. like you said, your wife identified for you that you're able to communicate things in a really simple way, which is so yeah. important to speak the language of your students. Yeah. Um. But there's just there's there's variety in this industry, and if it's your passion, you know, you you can find a way it's not like this one stream of yeah be a state paramedic and that's it and i'm gonna no. we're all competing yeah, for this one job that's right there's many streams in and lots of different things that uh 
that students that want to be paramedics or diploma of paramedicine, there's lots of different avenues of where they can go with their skills. Uh, so they're learning life skills. So life skills that all of us um, should should know, essentially. Yeah. Um, so if it's not training, they can do events as well. So mm. that's another um, branch that we offer is yeah, we go do lots of events from Cairns down to Melbourne. Mm. Um, so we've had lots of students come through from the paramedical college yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. do their time. But, yeah, it, you're right. It, I... A lot of the Mr. Paramedic started off with just a training branch only, mm. and then over time, and essentially it was an, it's an it was from inquiries. So it would be a client that uh, that would do training with us, have a really good experience. They would come back and say, uh, "Now we need we're looking at getting defibrillators. Do you recommend a defibrillator?" Mm. And so you know that sort of comes into now. Okay, well, let's look at a branch of selling certain items. So. We don't have a lot of items we sell, but we ones we do sell is the ones that um, that we do promote. Like yeah. we think they're the, the they're the better ones. Mm. Um, and then yeah, from life experiences, from cases mm. is is a, where the student saves lives come fr- came from. There was another there's another um, initiative we offer called Every Minute Matters, and that was again from a, a real life case mm. uh, that came up from doing a cardiac arrest on a golf course and that golf course didn't have a defibrillator. Mm-hmm. So from that, um, this was in North Queensland, so from that, after that job, so that wasn't a positive outcome for that particular case. Mm. Uh, and then I had a chat you know, uh, down the track regarding why they didn't have a defibrillator. You would, you would think that a golf course, you know, with the people and the clientele that mm. go to a golf course, it should be mandatory. Mm. And um, having discussions with the with the owner there, he just mm. said we we don't we didn't have don't have the funds to purchase one. Mm. So the idea came up with um, every every minute matters, and yeah, so it's an initiative to get defibrillators in schools and large businesses that otherwise couldn't afford it. Um, and because they didn't have the funds, essentially I'm an avid golfer. So mm. I got a couple of golf memberships and they got a defibrillator. Um, okay. So mm. then that golf course spoke to the other two golf courses up there because there's only three in that area. And um, that worked out that I could need a charity day at another course. So we've got a chosen charity called the Golden Octopus Foundation, um, which looks after um, kids with cancer. Mm. And the eight arms are all the different types of cancer that commonly affect children. So we did a charity golf day at one of the golf courses for the Golden Octopus Foundation and raised um, $1,500 for that foundation. And that golf course got a defibrillator. Um, And then so... Essentially, you know, with aspects of what we do at Mr. Paramedic or what I do at Mr. Paramedic, it was derived from the client and from cases like that. And um, and essentially a motto I tell my boys, where there's a will, there's a way. And um, if you can try and make it happen. So mm. so now if there is a cardiac arrest on any of those courses, they've all got defibrillators. Wow. Uh, and I can imagine a, an older clientele that might frequent a, a golf course. Yeah. Probably it's a, yeah even more important yeah. that that's yeah. high risk. Do, it yeah. does happen, yeah. yeah. In my career, say. three times of of three or four times that has um, yeah. that I've I've experienced it, but um, that I've heard about cardiac arrests on golf courses. Mm. So it is a it can be common. Yeah, hey. people get pretty upbeat, I suppose, on a course. They hit the wrong shot. Oh yeah, you know, hit oh, the wrong yeah. shot. It goes in the bushes. You oh, yeah. throw your club and all that sort the of heart stuff. Rate goes up. <laughs> the uh, the frustration levels yeah Yeah, that's right i mean what i hear coming through obviously is this this passion but also even even from the business side of things there's this like there's this this challenge you love you know to to kind of um you know land a client or 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 or, you know you know really kind of put that you know part of passionate part of you to work as well and I, i think of the many students or people that think it's yeah, again, it's just oh, you, there's only one kind of outcome of doing a diploma of paramedicine, um, and it's you know to be a paramedic. But if you've even got that that entrepreneurial edge or that business kind of passion yeah. edge, you can you can put it to use. Yeah, yeah, and anything's possible. Um, as as we were talking about before, if you've got a passion for that industry, you can you can make things happen. Mm. Yeah. 
You mentioned before that you take on APC students, uh, the paramedical college um, students doing the diploma, maybe Cert 4 in healthcare. Um, and so I want to just talk about that. But also, you know, when we were talking, you had uh, a story about your, when you started as a paramedic. Yeah. How, what it felt like you hadn't done a, a resus before and you felt like you weren't like legit. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. It's one of a, a cardiac arrest is one of those jobs as a paramedic. O- obviously, it's a it's one of the main things you probably think of. Um, mm. As we chatted yesterday about Tim, like a paramedic right now is a bit of an in job sort of thing. It's a lot of there's, a, there's TV shows about being a yeah. paramedic and things and all those sorts of things. But um, so at the time when I was a grad, I was probably in three or four months in, and I still hadn't done a cardiac arrest. Um, I'd met some other colleagues that were five years in and hadn't done a cardiac arrest. And I really was itching just to do to do one just so I knew that, that you know, what I could do, you know, mm-hmm. on a real life person rather than mm-hmm. a mannequin. So um, I remember it vividly because it was actually on my birthday, this particular mm-hmm. um, job. Um, but yeah, it was- Valentine's a, Day, that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was in a, a country- Oh, wow. That's even like <laughs> heart stop. Valentine, yeah. could you imagine? It's a line. The planet's a line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, yeah, that's all right. Uh, so it was, yeah, in a country town. Um, their pro- population was probably similar to like M- Mount Tambourine or, you know, a few thousand people in town essentially. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, the the job came in and I was like, oh, h- here we go. I was very nervous, obviously, if not, not um, doing one in real life before on a, mm. on a person, but I had a really good mentor at the time um, and he would just just advise me on the way just to do the basics. Um, so the basics are really important. Uh, so our response time was three or four minutes. Wow. Um, this person um, owned a few factories and things. And um, so the person that was giving him, they, he, was, he was there chatting with one of the factories um, people that like the managers mm. and that's it was witnessed so it was witnessed by that person um, that person started CPR on this gentleman um, we arrived within three or four minutes mm. and that person had about 20 22 shocks essentially was clinically dead for about an hour um, from the on-site from the on-site yeah from us uh, from yeah, you guys, from, yeah. Our, from the response they didn't have a defibrillator there. they didn't have one no but we were pr- quite quick with the response time within three minutes yeah uh, so he, yeah, he was clinically dead for an hour. Um, he came to, we got Rosk in the end. He was taken to a metropolitan, um, hospital and discharged two weeks later with an internal pacemaker and defibrillator. Now he's going to have another, you know, 20, 30 years left of his life because of that person starting CPR, um, that bystander. So seeing real life jobs of of how these things can impact Mm. it is quite important that people do have the right training i know there's a lay lay rescuers that are doing you know their training because they need to do it for their workplace Mm. but if if they if they know like you were saying if ben if they know why they're doing it it often helps them as Mm. well um Mm. do the skill appropriately as well that's huge Mm. Yeah, and it's that's exciting to be able to be a part of the the training and education. And I think a lot of people going into this career will be interested in that as well, just with the passion and mm. knowing that there's these real fundamental, simple skills yeah. that can make a massive yeah. impact in people's lives, save lives, you know, change families. Mm. Yeah, um, that, that's that's awesome. And so, and then, so how did that feel like? Oh, that felt, that. That, that felt amazing. And, you know, I was on, on a high once I found out the, the result. Yeah. Um, the person that did um, the bystander that started the CPR was also, you know, um, he was elated as well, but um, of, of, of the result, because we all know that the statistics aren't that good if you do go into a cardiac arrest out of a hospital. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're clinically dead, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, and the chances are quite low that you're they're going to come back. Mm. So um, he was very lucky that someone saw it essentially. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, it was 
my stats straight away after that, that I think it was two days later that I we did another um, another job and that wasn't a good outcome. Yeah. So I had you know the highs and the lows mm. pretty much of of what can happen. And um, and then also thinking, you know, managing that side of things as well, like mentally, mm. like, you know, oh, we don't go around saving everyone. Um, mm. You know, this 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 does happen, and and yeah, we're all we're all doing life. Um, and you know, if you're passionate about something, then do it. You know, because you don't know how long you're going to be here. And um, you know, if you're contemplating, you know, doing some studies. Yeah. and don't think you're uh, ready or smart enough or anything like that. Don't let that hold you back. Just you you don't know unless you have a go. Mm. So we're only here once. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Inspiring. And, and, you know, just to save one person's life, like you said, that, I mean, that's... It's worth it all just for that in yeah. one sense, isn't it, really, yeah. when you when you realise how, how much of a difference that makes for him, his family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, as you, you know, we've really enjoyed the the partnership. And we have obviously, you know, Lucy who handles yep. the placement in um, APC for the students that come through, and you've yep. had a couple of students come through, and that passion to to pass on your knowledge, yep. to give them the opportunities to, hey, this is this is kind of really that first taste that a student gets, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of the real thing. Of yeah. the real thing. They've been yeah. in workshops and they've, yeah. you know, and, and the, the great thing is, is you can be studying and you can still volunteer in, in many different, um, you know, places to, to get experience because that, you know, having the, the experience and just being in the situation, nothing can replace that. Um, no. Yeah, that's know. right. You're totally right, um, Tim. We, we've had a lot of paramedical students come through and they've all been fantastic. Mm. Um all very eager to to get involved um, and essentially put their those skills that they've learned into practice. Mm. Um, and one of the key elements to doing when they do events is his, history taking and communication. So that's yeah. one of the main things because they might read, you know, read a textbook, you know, a hundred times, mm. but until you actually physically have someone in front of you and need to talk to them about, you know, so they're actually, you know, let's say if they're, struggling to breathe mm. um, and you actually put that respiratory status assessment or go through that in real life, um, you know, that's what really helps the students sort of remember it and take it in. Um, mm. So we really enjoy having the students come on board and do their placement hours. Um, we've we've had some interesting um times with with yeah. um some particular there's one particular can you allude to job. Elaborate. Yeah. yeah yeah there's one particular job we uh so we flew from we flew from gold coast down to victoria and pre-covid um, pre this is yeah this was um last year some yeah. stage last year and we had um a paramedical college student with us um i've asked um, them if I'm allowed to use their name, they said that's okay. So it was Kerry, right? Uh, Kerry, yeah, shout yeah. out to Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and yeah, we we flew down. It was a three day wine wine and food festival. Um, so it was a great it was a great gig really because we got fed this gourmet food for three days. Like I've never eaten so well. Wow. So, um, and it was all organic and the um, perks. Oh yeah, it was amazing actually. So Justine loved it too, uh, and there was a lot of wineries around as well. So it was on the hit list was to go to one of the wineries while we were there. So your wife came along on the on no, the trip? no, it was no. just no, it's just me and Justine. Yeah, um, purely professional. Yeah. <laughs> you thought about specialising in wine and. <laughs> Cheese yeah. tasting events, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's that, a thing. Maybe that she may. I can see why. Uh, maybe we'll have to look into that because that was yeah amazing food that oh, that, that wow. festival. Uh, but yeah, the the event itself, um, there wasn't it was there was no real big cases. Um, There's a few um, minor things that happened, a few asthma attacks, mm. and um, a few people that had taken things for the first time and were a bit excited by what had happened to their body but um but nothing all that much sort of happened for that three days we were packing up on the last day and uh a vehicle that had left came um 
speeding back in to us had or they'd already left the facility and were coming back in mm. so it was in paddocks it was like they're all in tents and they were, mm. so it was an all outdoor sort of event and then they had really like a shed with lots of music and stuff that they'd mm. play just you know beatboxing music like like thump 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 the mm. whole three wow. days so we this car came back it had a smashed rear window and came up to us where we're already sort of packed up our tent and putting all the medical supplies and everything in the um in the truck and said you've got to come quick mm. you know come now my mate's been hit by a rock so um i had a look at justine i said uh, what do you reckon we should do here and we went and asked the organizer uh can we go i, I would prefer if we both went so i asked because it was off-site going. yeah it was off-site it was yeah. um a block and a half away mm. and the organizer i really i thought that would have been a really good learning opportunity for for justine Mm. Um, so anyway, we, um, we went to the organizer and he didn't allow us to both go. So we had to make the decision about who would go. Uh, so the decision was made that I went just because I didn't know what it was. What, mm. And, um, mm. so anyway, I went down, I took the truck with me. Um, I hopped out of the car. It was a suburban sort of road. There was all paddocks and things around us. So there's no houses around. I hopped out of the vehicle. There's gunshots going off on, the, on the right-hand side. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it sounded like a 22, but they're going off, and it sounded very close. So <laughs> they're going off. I've come around the end. gun is what a gun to me. What happened to, <laughs> what happened to a rock? What happened to the rocks? <laughs> yeah, deal with that. yeah. So they're, they're behind. So I hopped out. I've parked on the left-hand side, hopped out and gone around, heard the gunshots, and then I'm staying behind the vehicle for protection. Um they were about 10 meters away behind a big tree and um and i've asked i've said you know sure that was a rock are you sure that's not a gunshot wound and then they brought the casualty over and he had been uh he'd been he had an entry wound or a little small only a small wound up here in his arm like in his like um humeral mm. sort of region uh and he was very pale so uh he's laying down now uh and at the time, they the people there were very on edge. There was three other people there, mm. and they were really worried. And I said, "Has the police been called yet, or an ambulance?" And they hadn't called anyone. So wow. I'm, okay. I'm, yeah, so I'm on the phone to call. Do you know why they didn't call anyone? Were they? because uh, they they've panicked. Yeah. So I actually had at that time I had one of them come up to me at, before while well, I was on the phone to the ambulance and say, "Ask, um, can I smoke a joint?" That's what he asked me whilst he asked I, you for it. Like, yeah, if you had he, well, one? he asked for permission oh. during that actual time. So, anyway, I was like, wow. you do what you need to do. <laughs> I I'm thought maybe he right thought now. there was, <laughs> was some stuff in the ambulance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> some, yeah, but, but Herbals. Uh, uh, that, yeah. that, that resembled quite, like, I was quite interested to that it, that's how they, how that person took on that, yeah. that moment. Exactly. You know, that. Wow. That moment, it was too much. Essentially, that's yeah. I, that's what I took out of that. Yeah. It was nothing, no reflection on that person at all. It was yeah, just, just at that moment, this is way too much going on. That fight, for, flight, freeze kind of. Some people that type of thing just react or smoke. Yes. Yeah, or, yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. So anyway, I was on the phone to the ambulance, and they won't send um, an ambulance when there's. So I told them there's active gunshots going off. They um, said that, no, we're not allowed to, we won't be sending an ambulance. So they sent police to make sure the scene's safe, which is the usual sort of, um, that's usually how it's run. Mm. Um, so police came and police were there for like about a minute and these gunshots kept going off and they sounded like they might've been getting closer. So the police officer said, we've got mm. to get out of here. Um, wow. So I, I threw him the keys and said, all right, well, you drive. And we all hopped in the back. And he hightailed out of there a few blocks, and then we met up with um, an ambulance service and and handed over. Uh, and then um, that person was actually he he did have um, that person did get the bullet stuck in their lung, so they got flown to a metropolitan hospital to be managed. They're mm -hmm. okay now, um, and yeah, it was just the whole site then went into lockdown, mm -hmm. and then I've switched from that particular job of needing to manage that person back to now trying to get to the airport and they put the whole place in lockdown. So oh we had our flights to get back to the coast and we had things we had on the next day, other things that I needed to get to as well. Um, and so then it was another issue. How do I get into a lockdown area where my student is? 
so we get to the airport. So, um, and luckily managed to do that. Um, won't go into details on how that was managed, but where there's a will, there's a way. And that was managed to happen. And then, yeah, we just literally, we made the airport with it with like five seconds to spare probably. So my goodness, so, three days of, of, of whining and dining. And then you get yeah, yeah, all yeah. the action, it was all for that. All the action in yeah. one, uh, yeah. one yeah. moment as you're packing up. So you never know what's going to happen at events. And that's what I tell all of the mm. students that come through is, um, complacency don't get don't get mm. complacent be prepared for anything that might happen and um in my experience it always is the last case of the last it's the last casualty of the day it just always seems to happen that way mm-hmm. um so we do just when you're ready to just when you're ready home. to go home yeah. and you've been there all day and you're eager because obviously you start off the morning yeah very eager like a lot of students as well they're like mm-hmm. i'm yeah. here i just want to get into give this me give me yeah. give me a casualty i want to yeah. use my skills and then they sit there for a couple very of hours vampire-esque. yeah <laughs> obviously it comes from a good place they want to they sure. want to help as well oh, Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And yeah, often it does happen at the end of the day. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, the that um, that was a really good learning experience. Mm. So um, I had a great chat um, re- regarding that job on the way on the air, air flight back about you know gunshot wounds, um, mm. how we manage that, what they'll then go on and do in hospital, mm. um, and all those types of things. So it was a really good um, learning experience. Yeah. Just the student. decision making that you have to make. You know, you're faced with the decision. Hey, I'm going to have to split up as a team. Yeah. And I'm going to we're going to go this route to hey, this is an, a safe environment, and that's primary. It's important. You know, you, you're not putting yourself and others mm. at risk. All those decisions that you're making. I, I just think, again, it's you can you can have all the the head knowledge and and all all of you know, those kind of, those skills, hard skills, I guess, but the soft skills and, and these life skills that you're developing, um, put, you know, it, I'm sure you're you're never off the job then, really, are you? You're always mm. you, using those skills in your life and how Yeah, to... no, you definitely do. And, and yeah, one of the main things is communication. So I actually think that's one of the main skills um, for, a, for a paramedic is, their ability to talk to someone mm. in their way. So, because um, we meet such a, we're all so diverse as humans. We yeah. all have our own sort of way we talk, mm. you know. And um, and as a paramedic, we see lots of different things, and lots of different people, mm. and lots of different environments. And it's about trying to do question question history taking and talk in the language that the casualty can understand. Because well. it's an an environment that's high stress, you mm. know. People, you know, there's, you know, you're diffusing sometimes. I'm, I'm sure. I'm. A, I, I've never been a paramedic. I have attended some emergency scenes uh, myself, yep. and actually done CPR on somebody that yep. was and passed passed out. Yeah. Um, until the ambulance came, but you know, there's a lot of stuff happening. People are freaking out. And yeah. You, do you get the phone? Like, there's yep. a lot going on, and yep. so those. Yeah, those it, communication skills of being able to t- to yep. to be calm, yeah, and clear for I sure. Could imagine act like a duck is what I say. Act like mm. act like a duck. Yeah, so uh, paddling. Yeah, underneath the water, they that's your brain. So yeah. the the paddling underneath, but on the surface, you look very calm and like you. Mm. So even if you don't know anything, act like a duck because the worst thing as a medic or as a first aider, looking panicked. If you look panicked. Then, who oh, else do you think is going to be panicked? Everyone else. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone else is going to be panicked. So even if you are very daunted at that time, yeah, think of yourself as a duck. Wow. Is there any tips like just some steady, deep breathing or anything to to calm that down? Or is it just something you you do? Develop, I guess. You develop that skill of just being calm. Yeah, I think it is. It is over time um, becoming more comfortable with. Yeah, it's repetition. I, mm. I reckon. I reckon it is repetition. So the more, mm. the more exposure that you can get as a student, the better. Mm. Uh, because before you go into, you know, other times when you're no longer a student. So when you're a student, you have that safety net where you mm. have someone under your guidance. But yeah, repetition. The more you do it, um, the better you sort of get at it. I, I reckon. Mm. Mm. And it's just it's also moving probably slower than you kind of feel like you you want to a lot i mean 
I've never seen a, a paramedic run into a situation. Yeah, yeah that's exactly and, right. And sometimes so it's painful. True. It's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't you realise what's going on? Yeah, yeah. But they are setting the scene, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. And yeah. You, you're going through all your protocols in your head. <laughs> yeah. You, you be in the duck, as, as, as we say. And if it takes you 10 seconds longer to do a certain process, but you're calm and you can think straight, then you're probably going to make better judgment calls and decisions and see those little mm. yeah those little things that it, you need to take note of it's exactly right um so yeah if you're if you're taking your time and, and taking those couple of seconds like you're saying um yeah your ability to think is a lot clearer and mm. um and often you might then choose the uh, more correct pathway um, um yeah you know on on a treatment sort of better protocol yeah. that yeah. you're going to go down by by taking those couple of extra seconds yeah. rather than running in and because when we've got a lot of adrenaline going on in our system it's very hard to think yeah you know something's new a new environment for instance um it's very hard to take that in and and you know whereas for you guys certain environments that you're used to or anyone there are environments they're used to it's nothing but mm. those new environments so take take um be aware that when you first start out um, on events and things like that, just you know, come early and um, take take that time to mm. talk about certain jobs, talk about what you know things you want to learn, and and then when you do get a casualty, yeah, take your time, think about your body systems. Mm. So you know, if they're struggling to breathe, think about that respiratory status assessment. You know, if they're bleeding, think about that perfusion status assessment. So um, check that pulse, have a look at their color. You know. Don't go off numbers of what's on a blood pressure cuff or what's, right. on, or what's on a SATs probe because right. if that person's sitting in front of you talking full sentences and is completely fine, then maybe that number on that monitor is is incorrect. Mm. You know, so bring it back to the actual person as well when you're treating them. Yeah. Wow. So, would you have any other maybe? Um, uh, recommendations or just um, something to say to students or people even considering a career in mm. paramedicine, emergency healthcare in general? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're a like-minded individual, if you enjoy variety, mm. um, if you like a, a role that um, can take you lot down lots of different pathways, um, if you enjoy the body, mm. like if you enjoy learning about the body, um, helping people, mm. then uh, these are all things that, you know, a paramedic um, sort of can provide that sort of. Mm. Um, so, yeah, mm. really um, have a think about whether that's um, something that you're really, you really enjoy. Like if you watch those those shows on TV, yeah. you know, mm. and. Obviously now that's it's it's front of mind. People are seeing that, and, yeah. and I've been in a it lot. It seems of, glamorous, though, sometimes, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But do remember that it's not all like that. You know, it's probably five percent of what yeah. we actually do go to, which and, is why you really have to be passionate about this. It's not something you, mm. yeah, you, you want to make sure this is this is really what you're passionate about, because then you'll you'll kind of. Hang around. You you'll be patient, uh, patient, uh, patient, waiting for the patient. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And is there anything else that you kind of wish somebody had told you back, way back when you started the journey? Um. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, Maybe a bit of perspective or. Anything yeah. you haven't touched on. I, I, I suppose um, the emotional side of things that mm. can can come up every now and then, like um, your jobs that sort of affect me more is when I can relate to them. So um, having a mentor sort of talk to me about that, like now, like I vividly remember jobs where there was emotion attached, attached to that job. Mm. So... Um, you know, a person that's in cardiac arrest and then somebody yelling in your ear, you've got to save them, you've got to save them, they've, they've all I've got, you know, all that sort of things. Mm. So, and then if that outcome's not great, you know, it takes time to work through that. Um, and if I had any knowledge, if I had, you know, could, if I, I wish someone would tell, have told me back then to talk about it. 
So the best thing to do is just to talk about it as much as you can. Um, I still get cases now that affect me and, um, and I talk about it with my colleagues and I work through it that way. Um, and I find that that is um, a very important step into sort of, you know, working through it. Yeah, because that, I guess, would want to be, it would be one of the highest risk aspects often is that mental toll yeah. that this kind of um, yeah. career takes. And it's it's great that they're encouraging that to talk through this stuff. It's not just, ah, oh, just get on, get on yeah. just get on with the job. Yeah. Um, it's like, hang on, no, if you want a career long of longevity in this industry, mm. you, you need to get through that in a healthy way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, the average lifespan for a paramedic is seven years. I think it is something like that. It might even be career less. span. Career span. Sorry, <laughs> great <not> lifespan. Career <laughs> span. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, the average career span is be seven a paramedic. years. <laughs> yeah, don't choose it. <laughs> yeah, the average career span is um, seven years, yeah. and, and that's probably why, because you know, or a lot of people might use it as stepping stone as well and go yeah. on to medicine. Yes. Um, or you know, other aspects in the health industry. So. Um, but yeah, and in one in one sense, you know, not to deter people from this 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 incredible career opportunity that's before them. Like we, as we've discussed, it's so varied, and there's so many opportunities. But it, I think it is important. You know, this is a job for people that are prepared to walk into the the toughest of situations and and to really think about is is this what I I really want to do? And and it's got all the perks of the unpredictability it's not the boring nine to five and yep. and um, but it is it's a front line in the action job yep. at, at mm. times and i think that's you know that's you know it's exciting being a part we've really appreciated you being a part of the, the college um helping mm. helping to kind of nudge these students off um into that that dream of theirs you know that uh, career that they've worked so hard for it's just it's it is phenomenal to, you know, to to be able to have a great partnership with you in that sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. No. And yeah. It, it goes both ways. Um. We um. Yeah. We we love getting the students come on board and mm. um seeing how eager they are and, and keen. Um. I see aspects of myself back when I first started. So, about how eager and, and keen they mm. the students are. Yeah. Well, we we're we're hoping all the best for. Mm. For you um, and Mr. Paramedic, is there any anything in particular that you've got on the horizon that's coming up? Um, any new or exciting things happening for you aside from you know getting your nappy changing skills back <laughs> back on deck? Uh, Do you it, need any tips? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was actually quite interesting the um, to go back and. Relearn the wrapping side of things. Oh, the swaddling. The oh, oh, I've forgotten gosh. about the swaddling. Yeah, the swaddling. Goodness yeah. me. So I'll be doing lots of swaddling, I, I, I reckon, in the next um, in the next few months. Yeah. No, but in regards to um, business side of things, just continuing to adapt with mm. the current environment, um, mm. you know, running remote um, courses for now in places that do have those restrictions that we normally would um, service face-to-face. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, continuing on with events, providing um, the equipment that you've got. Yeah, and we've just actually signed on with the Seahawks, uh, so that's locally. So we sponsor the Seahawks. So if any of the students need to um, get their hours up and enjoy basketball, um, oh, wow. so we we service them each weekend. So that might be a good opportunity if um, if any of the students are into basketball. Yeah, my so, kids love it. They mm-hmm. they train at the at the the local. Uh, Leisure Centre here every Saturday. Yeah. It's a good sport. It's a great sport. Okay, great. Mate, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, and thanks for coming in today. It was just, it's really inspiring to hear um, your influence on a number of different aspects in the industry. You're a paramedic yourself, obviously, saving lives on the front line, right? As our tagline is. Yeah, there we go. Great tagline. But you're also, yes, changing lives. Is that right? Okay. Um, But you're also a part of, um, yeah, preparing this next generation of paramedics, professionals in emergency healthcare, and training up the mums, dads, layperson, kids uh, in the basic life-saving skills of first aid and the basics of rolling people in recovery position, all this sort of stuff, and getting the equipment out there. 
um, to the places where they're yeah. most likely to need it. It's awesome, mate. Your influence, you know, you might think you're just going and just doing what you need to do. Yep. But um, and now your influence and impact. Exactly. Yeah. Now you're a podcaster, yes, mate. Yes. The world is your oyster. You're <laughs> yeah, on Changing yes. Lives podcast. It doesn't get better than this. Where can you go from here? Yeah, I know. It's all downhill, mate. <laughs> but thank you for your, your impact. Um, yeah, thank, thanks very much for uh, inviting me to come on. Yeah, as I, as I um, said at the start there, I'm very honoured guys to um to have been invited on to have a chat with you guys and um and yeah like yeah life we only do this life once so um yeah, yeah make an impact while you're here and follow your passion yeah and lastly right. how, where can they find you uh, do you have a website are you on social media yeah yeah so both of those so yeah our if you just google search uh, mr paramedic you'll find it on right. the, the website and then um, there's also career opportunities for those that have finished their hours. Um, a lot of um, students stay on board casually and um, our medics are paid to, to go and do events as well. So awesome. there's an avenue in there for some casual work um, once they've done their um, clinical placement hours. Fantastic. Oh, great, mate. Thanks again. Thank yeah. you. And all the best and we, we hope to stay in touch. See you later, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Changing Lives, brought to you by Australian Paramedical College. If you're enjoying our podcast, please consider rating it, leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe to stay tuned for all future episodes. Did you know we're also on YouTube? Search for Changing Lives Podcast and you can watch our episodes in HD video, see the studio and put a face to a name. Speaking of studios, this podcast was filmed, recorded and produced by Make Media Studios. Special thanks to our audio-visual engineer and editor, Jose Biotto. And as always, it has been great to be with you. Until next time, don't stop changing lives. Changing Lives.